Hello and welcome to Amateur Theology, the podcast of theological ramblings from an occasionally coherent host. Amateur Theology is a down-to-earth exploration of theological ideas and concepts through the eyes of the everyday individual. This week, we'll be talking about Doubt and Dunning-Kruger. You may have absolutely no idea what or who Dunning-Kruger is. And that's understandable because it's quite a, a niche thing, niche thing, which I recently properly got into, um, partly due to the fact that I weirdly had a picture of the Dunning-Kruger effect graph on my phone, and I decided to further research into it. And I listened to a podcast, uh, basically all about the Dunning-Kruger effect. To give you a kind of brief overview of what I found on Wikipedia, the excellent source of knowledge, obviously, um, the Dunning-Kruger effect is a type of cognitive bias in which people believe that they are smarter and more capable than they really are. And it's basically associated, there's a graph associated around the Dunning-Kruger effect. And on, I'll try and explain it, but I will attach it on the show notes. And basically on one axis of the graph, you've got confidence. And on the other side of the graph, you've got knowledge in field. So it starts out as we so often do in any endeavor, and they use primarily kind of tasks or activities and things. And you naturally start in a, uh, in a field of knowledge. If you've got no knowledge of the field, you're going to start in very low confidence level. None, because you've got no knowledge of what you're doing. But as your knowledge in the field increases, the Dunning-Kruger effect argues that your confidence drastically increases and actually gets to a peak very early on. So there's this huge increase in confidence with a probably, arguably, a very small knowledge in the field. And this can often be seen as overconfidence of the simplicity of a task being distilled down to, I suddenly know everything. I know all there is and this, that, and the other. Um, And as the Dunning-Kruger effect graph shows, the uh, line then decreases. So the knowledge in the field, as that increases, after the initial surge in confidence, there is a dip or a lowering of confidence where we start to realize, ah, oh, there's there's probably more to this than I thought. And it gets all the way down to quite quite a low confidence level, probably in the middle of the knowledge area. And then it starts to upturn when things start to make, make a bit more sense. Um, and right at the end, there's an element, it never actually increases to the confidence that was first there very early on in the knowledge in the field. 
And by the end, you're probably around the middle, maybe high, higher-ish confidence. But you recognize that at the end, obviously, knowledge in field is a never-ending spectrum. But at the end of the graph, there's a recognition of, okay, I've got a fair amount of knowledge or understanding on this, and I know it's complicated. I recognize there is so many nuances to this, so many arguments, so many different variants in the way of doing things, and this, that, and the other. So it very much recognizes, as I stated in the definition, that it it perpetuates this belief that we are smarter and more capable than we really are, because we think that we have everything sorted very early on. Quite early in the task, early in the activity, early in the field, we think, yeah, this is pretty straightforward. And I've been kind of confronted by this quite recently. I just started doing a drive time radio show on a community radio station in Southampton, and I've done a show. But I can already recognize that I'm starting to become overconfident because that first show went well. Uh, Suddenly the thoughts, oh, this is pretty easy. Yeah, I've kind of got this sorted. Yeah, this, I've I've got this. This This is not as difficult as it looks. But then recognizing and seeing this Dunning-Kruger effect, I'm like, actually, there's probably so many more nuances, so many more little aspects that I completely miss, that I've got no awareness of whatsoever, that I just have this simple way of doing the show that I've been shown that I was able to do suddenly makes it seem so much easier. But actually, if I really distill down, I really don't know anything at all about what I'm doing. I just simply have a way of doing it that actually seems to seems to work. And it's a lot of fun, which is great. Now, how does this relate to doubt? I, I've been looking at the Dunning-Kruger effect and looking at faith journeys because I think our faith journeys, we almost think that it is this continual increase that as our knowledge in the field of theology and God and faith increases that our confidence, or arguably our faith, increases as well. But I would probably still use their idea of confidence, because I think we often pit faith and doubt against each other, that actually we push away any doubts and any questions or concerns in theology and in our faith because we think that will be detrimental to our faith journey, our belief systems, our life in general. But I think looking at the Dunning-Kruger effect, and obviously it is just an argument for a cognitive bias um, with some scientific evidence, but naturally there is not a 100% guarantee. There never really is. But actually, this element of doubt and faith being pitted against each other really doesn't work because for me, 
Faith is simply choosing something. Putting our faith is choosing to go with it. Whereas what I often think I hear around uh, different circles is that that people's idea of faith often sounds more like certainty, that they are assured of things. And that is when doubt becomes difficult to comprehend because there's a certainty that rejects any kind of doubt. And any doubts built into that certainty starts to see things crumble probably quite quickly because any chink in the armor is incredibly dangerous. But I think a faith that embraces doubt and embraces questioning actually allows us to flow through this Dunning-Kruger effect because we start out and I know I have definitely been in this position and we, however it comes about, we come to faith, whether through a spiritual experience or a conversion of some way, or we've just grown up in faith. Um, but perhaps there was a specific moment and suddenly there's this increase in confidence of, yeah, I know what the Bible says. I know what the gospel is. I know what Jesus is all about. We do our alpha course and whatever other courses we've got. And we very quickly reach this high point of supreme confidence in Jesus and the Bible and Christianity and all this. And what what can be dangerous is if we stay in that place. Because the reality is we we really don't know that much, arguably, because we're very new to this field, knowledge field, field of knowledge. But I think this is when we need to be able to be comfortable with questions and doubts, because that will move us further along in the field of knowledge, in the field of understanding God and Jesus and the nuances of the Bible and what the good news means, that actually understanding God is a continual journey throughout our life. We, we cannot simply comprehend God within the first year of faith. It's just not possible. The nuances of Jesus and his life, the applications of his teachings are inter, integrally, if that's a word, um, intricately detailed that people have spent years and lifetimes studying and actually if we allow ourselves to go well maybe there's more to it than this just a simple example is the atonement uh, the jesus atoning for our sins of going to the cross and the resurrection simply seeing that as jesus taking our sin and dying on behalf of us so that we could have a relationship with God is a quite popular view of the atonement. But it is very simplistic, and there is so much more going on there, I believe. So, so much more. And actually, we need questions to start grappling and wondering, is that even the case? What, what does that mean for our view of God and 
sin and Jesus and our relationship with God now. See, questions lead us further down this journey of of knowing God, of understanding the wisdom and teachings of the divine creator, of understanding the nuances of Jesus's life, that we're not simply taking the package that we have been given through our parents or our church or our friends, but we're actually giving it a good, a good going over, a good test to make sure that actually this is right for me, that this feels right, because nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to give you the perfect gospel when you come to faith. So actually going through this process and recognizing that our doubts and our questions are leading us into God, into the knowledge and understanding of who God is. What is God like? What are the teachings that God is drawing out of us and wanting to instill into the world to become kingdom people? I have so loved my journey and experience of studying theology because it's made me realize, wow, I really don't know that much at all. And I have loads of questions. I had loads of questions to start off with, but my questions have got so much better, so much deeper through studying theology because I've gone through the experience of feeling like I know everything to then actually thinking, oh, there's there's probably a lot more here than I thought. And starting to grow in that depth of knowledge and understanding that I'm still on a journey on. So I highly encourage you do check out the Dunning-Kruger effect, make sure I'm not making anything up, um, which I would never do to you, obviously. But actually, see, is are there questions that I can engage with that can start drawing me further into the knowledge and understanding of God? Are there questions that maybe you feel like you can talk about with friends? Actually seeing the perspectives of faith and Christianity and life that our friends have are a really helpful way of actually showing us that we don't have the full picture, that actually God reveals himself through other people and in other people. So there's a little encouragement for you. Do check that out. I have loved some of the responses to some of the podcast episodes that people have sent me. It's created some really exciting dialogue with people, which I absolutely love because, again, it's that reminder of the depth of understanding and the depth of the field of theology and God and what that means for the world and this, that and the other. So thank you so much for your time and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you.